to the OCD, Mitch, the show where we take an in-depth episode by episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts, The O.C. I am your host of the evening, welcoming you here, Mike Gravano. To my right, your left, the one, the only, my best bud, Ryan. And I just pause for... The crowd to cheer out my Pause name. Pause for the applause. Pause like, for the Do you think applause. that at the end of this episode, I will win the belt? I think so. Because you've had it for so, so long. So long. And like now it will be mine. We'll see. How often are you wearing belts on your day-to-day? Almost every day. Really? I used to not. And then I had a roommate who years ago freaked out on me for not wearing one. And then I just didn't want to go through his stupid bullshit again. So Did, I started wearing it every day. You know they're supposed to be only for looks only? Like, you're not supposed to need it to hold your pants up but if you're like me you're a weird body type and it means you either buy too small and you're uncomfortable all day or you buy too big and you have to have a belt that's what i was thinking is that like i don't want to wear suspenders i need something to hold my pants up because the butt's not doing it the bro ain't, the, so the, the butt's not doing it just knock out the squats till and the butt does it is that what i, I should work out more but specifically yes. in butt ways exactly Focus on those glutes, 2018. Because you would be the first to say that my pecs and my biceps are perfect. Are very small, which and is how I like them. my butt is the one that needs the work. Yeah. What's, what's like, flatter than flat? Ice cold! Exactly. Your butt is ice cold. Right. And uh, nobody likes it. Are suspenders okay? I went through a big suspender phase. I, I know, thought it was you're very okay. A, you have so many weird fucking fa- Like, you went through a phase where you would just wear a harmonica harness uh-huh. without the harmonica around town. It was and a go to job statement piece. It was. If that you was. didn't get it, you're never going to get it. Okay. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Let's not go in vogue on me right now. Never going to get it. But, like, are our belts okay to wear because you need them? Because I really feel like I need them. I need them, yeah. and it, they still don't work on me. The fact that you don't wear belts leads me to believe you're a fucking idiot. Most days you do not wear belts, yes? No, no, no. Most days I definitely do. I normally see baggy boxers, which let's talk about that too. Stop wearing baggy boxers. And no belt and jeans. What's the uh, the boxer briefs? Yes. That's where I should. That That's where my homeland is. Briefs are too tight. Uh-huh. Boxer briefs are fucking gorgeous. Right. They're almost fitted, but just enough room to breathe. It's crazy how briefs make you look ridiculous. Yes. You look you, like a weird little old man. Yeah, you're either eight years old or an old dad. Boxers make you look like you have nothing downtown, back town, or around town. Boxers are great only for sleeping in. That's it. End of sentence. But boxer briefs, they're like, uh, they're the push-up bra for yes. the males. Like They're going to like, I see what you got. And I'm going to make it work for you. Yeah, boxer briefs, there is that middle section because it's segmented that just like, ooh, I could put that in. That's a double fister. And I appreciate the fact that like most of my clothes have Spider-Man on them, right? Yes. And it's just like a print of Spider-Man has nothing to do with anything. But in boxer briefs, Spider-Man's like pointing to where he should right. be pointing. I like that because I have a Spider-Man boxer briefs that is he's like on the on my hip and he's thwipping. And his web is just right where that web should be. Yeah, it's crazy. I have Boxer Breeze where his hand, his, you know, his little, like, uh, what is this, rock and roll? Uh-huh. Uh, his it's hand I is coming rock out, and, roll. and it's pointing right towards where the hole is, where my spider web comes out. Uh, I have a pair that That's is... That's jism. I'm talking about jism. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a pair that it is him hanging upside down with the mouth up, like the mask half off, and the mouth is exactly where the head of my penis is. So I have it's a, perfect. I have a pair where it's just uh, Spider-Man's uh, crotch, and then every time I pull my balls out, it looks like Spider-Man's balls. <laughs> That's perfect. Also, I have webs tattooed on my balls. Yeah. That, did that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, bud? What do you think? 
I have a pair. Do you think that was a rough day for me where I got webs tattooed on my balls? And it was not by choice, which is a weird punishment for your parents to give to you. Hey, I was I was being hazed. You know what? I made the college football team and they had no choice but to haze me in this way. Some college football teams uh, whack the freshman on the butt with a wooden paddle and people Uh, are like, that's too far. Your Notre Dame takes it way too far. Why would they do that to you? It's it's green and gold. Spiderweb tattoos in your balls. I got hazed by UCLA because I, I said no to Dame. I said no to her them. I said no thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. That's clear. That tracks. We <laughs> that are... Was, that was, wait, hold on. That that worked out well for me, right? Like, I that think was, so. That was a pretty good one. I think... Oh, the judge, the joke judges in the corner? No to Dame. No to Dame. So if you ignore the decimal point, it is a 10, 10, 10, 10. Okay, cool. But if you... Do pay attention to your good mathist. It is 0.10.10.10. One of my favorite things to do is to never pay attention to your good mathist. And I just don't want to do don't. that. Ignore the mathists yeah. of the world. Johnny Mathis over there. I don't give a shit about what he's saying. Johnny about. Mathis and the horse he rode in on. We're here to talk about the OC, and that is it. Do you want to know what we're talking about tonight, Ryan? Yeah, do it to me, baby. Tonight on the OC. And because Wait, is of this that- Chrismica? Shut up. Is this Chrismica? It is Chrismica. You blew it. You blew oh, it. Oh, sorry. Uh, hold on. Rewind. Go again. Tonight on the OC. This is fucking Christmas. It's Christmas, motherfuckers, which is half Christmas, half Hanukkah, which means Seth is trying to give the same fucking presents to Anna and Summer, and they have presents for him, too, don't they? And there's all kinds of parties, because you know it's the OC. What do your notes say? Like, in parentheses, does it say, make sure you read this paragraph like you're the biggest fucking dumb moron on the planet? The note said, pretend you have an intro, wait for Ryan to ruin it, and just start screaming. Well, okay, and then it all worked out. All that and more on this episode of the OCD. Now, Ryan. Yeah, Mike. I know all you want to do is talk about Chris McCut and the wonders of it. Uh-huh. But before we do that, we should... Well, let me interrupt you right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to make sure that every episode that we have is tailor-made. Thank you. And I think this one would be tailor-made. We have a very special guest. Uh-huh. And this episode, I would say, is tailor-made for him. Who's that? Is that, uh, this Cr- is your father? Your father's going to be on the show I'm, for the first no. time? I'm furious right Shut now. up right now. Booth Johnson is not going to be on this episode of the OCD. Wait. John Wilkes Booth Johnson, John the person Wilkes who uh, has attempted to assassinate every president mm-hmm. over the last 40 presidents. Mm-hmm. Is not, not going to be, be here tonight. tonight. No, we couldn't get him. He's a little busy doing a little something, something if you know what I mean. Well, I hope I hope all the good luck to him. Our 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 guest, because uh, Chris McCut is such a big deal in the OC world and the OC universe. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to the OC heads. So all we only had one choice, and that was to bring in the person who likes it the least. Yes, to to really come at it swinging hard. I've heard we've read the notes. We we've heard the voicemails. They're not arable because people get drunk listening to the show, which I feel rude. Uh, and they're all like, we, what, everybody you bring on loves the show. Uh, Ryan and Mike love the show. So far, the Unnatural 20s all loved the show. We've had three guests and between, so those three plus me and you, a hundred percent, we're betting a thousand as far as, uh, thousand on the show, but there's one person in the goddamn history of the world who is on record hating the show, even though they are ignorant and never had seen it. Uh, and that is superhero hero, our own and Taylor talking Taylor's. Taylor Will Height. 
Hey guys, I'm real fucking mad. What is wrong with you? I watched this episode of television earlier today, and I have never been more excited to sit in front of a microphone and scream at my friends. Wait, because of how much you love the show? No. Your preparation is watching it today and not thinking about it at all? That's not preparation at all. Yeah. Oh, no. I I've prepare, been thinking about it every moment. I prepare for this show. I watch it two months before time, and then one month before time, and then every day in the last month. Now, with our guest episodes, we open every single one, ignoring them. And then we say, guest, what's your relationship to the OC? Oh, the Let OC- me answer this. Shut up. Uh, Taylor thinks that Riverside, was that one CW show he likes? Riverside. Riverside is a good show. And then hates the OC for literally no reason that has ever existed. Is that true, Taylor? He's nodding yes. I am. Is this is this a prank on me? Is this a punk situation? <laughs> Where's Ashton? No, Ashton Kutcher's not coming to save you this time. So my my relation to the OC, the show, or the OC, the place. Let's start with the place. Okay, I moved to Orange in Orange County, like three years ago. Spent two years there, and that is true. That there's out. a city in the Orange County called. It's, it's lazy. It's a little on the nose. Like, I, I wasn't here when they made it, but if I had to talk to those guys, I'd be like, guys, a little bit lazy. Put you, a little more work in. If you think that's lazy, don't go to county, because county is a shithole town. Oh, county city? County city sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. So I lived there for like two years, and that's how I met you two idiots. And I'm, I'm, that's, the jury's out on whether that, that was a good event. Best decision of your life. life. And then you moved the fuck out of the OC as fast as possible oh yeah i moved like i still have to commute to my job which is still just so as not to live in the oc entirely yeah, yeah. now you live in the boo right <laughs> no wow yeah i you bought a mansion a, in the boo yeah i've got a mansion in the boo it's pretty cool are you a bugaboo you're bugging everybody in the boo yeah i'm, I'm a regular old-timey bugbear <laughs> yeah that's me. I lo- There's not enough bugbear talk on this show. Uh, well, you know what? That's what I'm here for. I'm what? here to hate the OC and talk about bugbears. And I'm sorry, is a bugbear a tiny bear that looks like a bug or a giant bug that looks like a bear? I was going to ask Ryan, what do you think a bugbear is? And Taylor, school him. Okay, so a bugbear is like, what if you took a bear, combine it with a bear, and a bug? No, that's okay. A bugbear is like... You know what a goblin looks like? We've all seen him around town. We've it's seen like a goblin or two in our a day. A giant, dumber goblin. Is that true? Everyone who's Everybody's around me, yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> we all love bugbears. Everyone around me sees a goblin when I am around a pizza because I'm just gobbling it all up, guys. I love pizza all so right. much. I need that to stop. Yeah. Oh no, this uh, is the you. show that we're on. So, no, no, no. we're on a morning show. Oh boy. <laughs> so Taylor, yeah, that's your relationship with the place. I'm the gobbling it, it up. Sure is. What is your <laughs> relationship with gobbling things up? Oh, you know what? Whenever I'm at, at a place where there's good food, I respectfully put some of that food into my mouth, and then I say, "This is turkey that I've eaten." Gobble gobble. And I'm sorry. I don't. He's look at what he's done to me. <laughs> no, don't blame me for your dumb shit. Uh, I think that this is a very important episode of the OCD because what we have in front of us is the number one, the biggest Riverdale fan in the history of time. Fact. That's, More than that's true. the people who make it. And the person who likes the OC less than anyone who has ever existed. And those two facts don't, like, they don't, I don't understand how to register those two facts. I think it's fair to say that this podcast would not exist without Taylor Wilhite. Because that, he that told us to shut has, the fuck up. You, nothing has ever made me more furious. You are the godfather of this little baby show because when we die, you have to take it over and episode by episode talk about it however you will. <laughs> But it's this exists because on the superhero hour hour where you come from, 
your your people are there. Yes. We started talking about the OC because so many of those shows, particularly Riverdale, reminded us of the OC. And then you got so furious, we went, fine, we'll build another show to talk about the OC. And, and then as you the God me into that one. <laughs> as the Godfather, you turned around slowly in your chair. You had a cat in your lap, and you were like, Oh my god, oh my god, mother, Stella, tiny uh, cat. Uh, how do you like these oranges? Cannolis. Riverdale. And then we were like, all right, let's do the OCD. Mm-hmm. OCD. And then the crowd chanted, what's your relationship to the OC, the TV show then? Um, I have seen uh, clips of it in like YouTube compilations that people have made where they're like, we're going to mash up this scene with like a song from like Lil Jon and it's going to be fun. What'd you say? I don't know. It's, it's weird. It, they're never good, but I just, I've seen little bits of it. And I'm like, that seems like a stupid show. Seems like a stupid show made for stupid people about stupid people that I don't care about. Can you understand how that makes no sense to us? Like, your love of Riverdale, your hatred of the OC. Well, Riverdale's a good show. I'm sorry. Does does the OC have a murderer who wears a black hood and they name him the Black no, Hood? No, you're right. The OC is more realistic than Riverdale. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. That is where it fails. It's, it's so weird to be like, I want my drama to be more cartoonish and not be like, this... Riverdale would not exist without the OC. Eh. So you should at least respect it for I don't the, love that the argument, ground it built. That the respect? Like, no movie would exist without Citizen Kane. That's no true. movie would exist without that train coming right towards us. The and second if, thing, the first thing you said is wrong, but the first, second thing, yes. Actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> you messed because up you all of those numbers. <laughs> you can just make a different thing. Like, we don't need that train coming out for it to be like, yeah, we made this other thing later. If the first, if the sure. first movie had been like, just a guy sitting in a room. Everybody like, oh, none of these movies could exist without but that guy sitting in a room. Do think, Doesn't do you, make that do you guy think sitting the, in a room do you think good. The, do you think the crowds would get scared from the guy sitting in the room and run away from him? Oh, yeah. What no. if that guy <laughs> came right towards the screen? Yeah, no one wants to see that guy. They're like, oh, no, is that guy going to stand up? He's so big. Oh, God. They, they would have run out of the theater screaming, a guy in a chair came towards the screen. <laughs> He's just a real big Wait, guy. He's that, at least eight feet tall on that screen. In their fear, they said screen, so they know it's not real, but they're still feared. <laughs> well, they did. Well, they and that's what you think the OC is. It's yeah, just a guy in a chair. Moron. Yeah, the OC is a guy in a chair. Just he's, screaming he's, train. He's coming he's right big, towards the scene. And he's singing Drops of Jupiter. <laughs> when we come back. Oh, we're coming back from this? Is <laughs> yeah, that a good idea? We'll see if we come back. But when we do, we're going to dig more into Taylor's fucking irrational hatred for the best show ever and talk about the beauty that is the best Christmaca ever. So we've heard a lot about why Taylor sucks. Right. But now let's talk about the thing that makes him blow chunks. In this episode of The O.C., we learn Ryan does not like the holidays. Sort of fine with Christmas, but anti-Christmas and Hanukkah and Christmaca. You guys know why? Because his parents would like abuse him and abandon him? It sounded like his mom would get drunk and beat his ass. Yeah. Which is, we've learned that his mom is a drunk, but they've never hinted at physical abuse before. We don't have an OC Hall of Fame, but... May I just like to real quick, drinking crying cops, it must be Christmas, as the premier OC uh-huh. line in the history of the OC. Specifically for a at Woody in Christmas. At, that's at Woody in for sure. At Woody in at best and at worst. Yeah, that. Which sounds like, like in a, a very nice apartment complex. Oh, I live at the at Woody yeah, in. Wood. Ooh. Yeah, that bit where he uh, revealed that the holidays were him getting beaten was. Very serious, and then dropped very quickly. And then turns it back around. I don't know if it's time 
for us to talk about this, but uh, just slams Marissa's door seven oh. times in oh, a row. Oh, that would be very uncomfortable. Yeah, no, that's a rough one. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's just dive right into this shit. We were going to wait, but fuck it. Ryan and Marissa, Ryan goes sh- uh, Christmas shopping with Marissa. He does not want to be there. And so she shoplifts everything she can get her rich little grubby little fingers right, cause on. Right, because the guard says, hey, Marissa. I don't know how he knows her name, but uh-huh. hey, Marissa, dump out your purse in the car. And Ryan's like, what are you doing, man? She's totally clean. She's never done anything wrong. And the guard says, well, hold on real quick. And then dumps out her purse. And there's like six things in it. Four of them are stolen. Uh-huh. Like yeah. she brought a purse with two things. And with enough room to steal a bunch of shit. And didn't even bother to, like, even try to take the tags off. Right. They're just full, like, they've got the well, MSRP. Well, it's her first time. Yeah, it's not her first time. You don't think so? Nobody who has ever stolen anything has a first time. Wait, been do- how does... Shut up, don't think about start? it. Shut up. Uh, but yeah, and it cuts to her. Ryan's like, shut up, dude. Shut up, guard. You can't do this. And then it cuts to Marissa, and Marissa, the look on her face is like, hmm... Maybe he should be <laughs> yeah. able to do this. This is weird. Before we get to that, it, it's misleading because Ryan has said he only gets beaten on Christmas and it's the worst. But then they, he's like... I only get beaten on Christmas. <laughs> then he's like, I guess I got to go to South Coast Plaza. And she builds it up. I've been to South... It's a biggish oh, mall. It's not I, that bad. The bit where they were talking about South Coast Plaza drove me insane. Uh, you need an expert to get through. Yeah. I was like, this is just a place that they like tell you about on the radio ads. They're like, go down to South Coast Plaza, get 25% off only this weekend. So it's important to note that, Taylor, you were born in Texas, the yes. riverside of America. Have you ever That's been to South Coast Plaza? I drove by South Coast Plaza once, and I, I was like, that's good enough. It's like, so you don't even know the difference between the court and the plaza. <laughs> Shit. I am you never walk by that walkway Fucking bridge. idiot over here. I am going to be the surrogate for the rest of our audience who does not live in the Oh, city. they know. And no. No, everyone's like, fuck all of these people. This is obscene. What's your relationship with South Coast Plaza, Ryan? Uh, it's wonderful, thank you. I will sometimes take my weekly allowance and I will go buy myself a top or a bottom. Or a hat. Or a, a hat. hat. I would, I would uh, sometimes buy a hat and sometimes my hat will be green or black. That's up to me in the moment and not up to either one of you two. You, you can, I'm sorry. You cannot ask him, what's your relationship with South Coast Plaza? The same way you would say, what's your relationship with your father? Ryan, what's your relationship with your father? Same thing. He would take me to South Coast Plaza <laughs> and we would go. But at Christmas, it's a different thing. And I sort of get... Marissa's like a dum-dum, right? Yes. But I sort of so get what not. she's saying. Like, you go there, and all of a sudden you're swept into a new world. It's almost like Disneyland. You forget about all of your other troubles, especially at Christmas time. And it's just this, like, Christmas wonderland right. of consumerism where you just skip along and, I guess, steal stuff. And, and, and this, is, this magical music moment of this week is... Ryan is getting one over to Christmas very quickly after he says he hates it with because they are just like running through South Coast Plaza and hiding in the fucking clothes like a little kid would while maybe some maybe this year Christmas means more whatever yes. that stupid fucking song and, is and uh, we have another year Mike before yeah. we get back to this song because this song has a much more important uh, is that role what on in the OC no 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 I don't want to tell you about it because it has to do with uh, Caleb's stepdaughter and blah blah blah. But maybe this Christmas is a big, big song on the OC. Really? Maybe this Christmas will mean something more. Yes. And so it is absolutely, cheers to you, Mike, the musical moment of this episode. Woo! Oh, I was going to pick for a uh, musical moment of this episode either the bit where they have uh, Bright Eyes sing a Christmas song because they've mentioned Bright Eyes, so they have to get him in. Or Don't say that derogatorily. Bright Eyes rules and you suck. Bright Eyes does rule, and I actually really enjoyed Bright Eyes showing up in this episode. Thank you. But uh, it's... 
Marissa, whenever she's doing something bad, has a like muffled background guitar like theme song. And is that in every episode or just this episode? I, I think just this episode. I don't even know what It happened about. like three or four times. Every time Marissa was on screen and thinking about doing a bad thing, <laughs> in the background, like it wasn't foreground like all the other music. It was like background. It like it sounded like someone was playing it through a wall, but she has like a <laughs> guitar like theme song that plays. Like you know how in Twin Peaks, like different characters would have like a very specific song that played like every episode they were in? She had that. But like the main character would always have Happy Birthday as their theme song? Yeah. yeah. It's a weird show. Happy birthday to you. So this is how Merce and Ryan start together. So Ryan's hated the holidays. She's shoplifting. And she really doesn't want to go to therapy. Both, rarely, Jimmy and Julie are on a team saying, go to fucking therapy, you train wreck. Although Marissa does drop a baller line in front of them. Mm. They want me to go to therapy, yet they will not go to therapy. That's an important thing because her parents are loco in La Cabeza. But that doesn't mean she shouldn't go. Yeah. It seems like she had a very anti-therapy like bent in this entire episode. And a lot of people were like, yeah, you probably don't need to go to therapy. It's fine. But Ryan, her boyfriend's like, what if you win? Yeah. Which I've said that line to people I love. Like, but what if you consider just going? Especially after shoplifting. The only girl that I want to go out with while she's shoplifting is She-Hulk while she picks up an entire store. Other than that, I don't... I, that gives me... That raises an eyebrow for me. It's This is the second... Episode in a row where I'm fully on Julie's side, and that makes me furious. You're fully jolly? I'm fully jolly. Because here, uh, Marissa is like, I'll be better. And Julie says, honey, I love you. But I don't believe you. But nah, bro. Nah. Yeah, I Bruh. actually, I, I got the vibe that this woman is supposed to be like a villain. Right. Uh, but I was like, yeah, no, she's right. Like, this is definitely, like, maybe, like, be a little bit easier on her father, because, like, he seems like he's just doing his best, but... <laughs> Especially your advanced best. age now of 26. Yeah, right on. Now you can see how, like, all right, well, parents gotta be parents, right? We gotta protect our kids. Yeah. If you were 16 and watching this, you'd be like, fuck that mom. I'll, I'm way better than that. But now, you could have a one-year-old. And you'd be like, no, I would want my one-year-old when she in 15 years to go to therapy. Well, you know, when, when my one-year-old starts shop- shoplifting, I'm like, you're going to baby therapy. No, that's, that's adorable. Yeah, right? That's a dope-ass one-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super cool. And then my, jumps on its one-year-old Harley and just yeah, fucking My one-year-old's out. way cooler than I am. So Marissa continues her path of good decisions because she sneaks in booze. One, get a bigger purse, girl, if you're going to do this kind of shit. Her whole flask fits in her one person. That's it. Well, the guard emptied out her purse. Right. So now she has all the room in the world Perfect to just fit in vodka. And she's sneaking booze into the party, the big Christmas party they're all going to, hiding it even from Ryan, which is a bad sign, right? If you're a 16-year-old hiding things from also your boyfriend? I think so. All, like Mostly because they're partners in crime at this point. Right. Like in the yacht episode, not two weeks before. Not two weeks. I'm before. Uh, Ryan sends Marissa in to like do some chaos damage. Mm-hmm. Like they are now PIC. And then f- when Ryan says, "Hey, partner in crime, I don't want you to be doing this," that's probably a bad sign. Of course, Marissa's drunk at this point. I don't think you can scream you don't need therapy and then do shit like this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, like that's like no, 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 no. You need therapy now. Yes. Like, like we're not listening but to you especially anymore. She she takes a swig from her flask and then just smiles at the mirror creepily. Like, yeah, I think more than the booze. 
pissing people off even though they don't know it yet gets her off. As if you're a supervillain or just an average guy from Boston. Yes. That's how they look at each other She's in the mirror. She's just some Bostonian dude. Yeah, that creeped me out when she was just like pouring a whole bunch of alcohol and then drinking it and then it was like, uh, like it, it seemed in that scene as if she was just angry because she couldn't drink and mm-hmm. then she drank she's like, oh, there we go. Everything's better. That's a booze hand for 40 years reaction to that yeah. first sip. That's not a 16-year-old's reaction. I was going to say, she's like 16. This is not how you do that. Also, if she drank that much that quickly at 16, like that girl's sick immediately. But Yes, but not her. Uh, I know this is your only episode, but she's been drinking. Yeah. Oh, she's been she drinking. She's been drinking. Just, <laughs> she drank like an entire bottle in like the span of five minutes. Cigars on ice. That's how Marissa rolls. Cigars on ice. But when Ryan finds out, he compares, and he's not in the wrong. It's very harsh, but I think he needs to be harsh. He reminds her of what his mom did, which is on Christmas, get drunk and beat the fucking shit out of him. And she responds pretty well, right? Drinking, crying, cops, it must be Christmas. And then do you know what she says? Shut up. That's her response. In any relationship, if you're saying shut up, I think that's bad. Plus, I love her plan when they might get pulled over by the cops, which uh-huh. is gently have your feet tuck the vodka right. away. That doesn't make things disappear. Like no. that bottle of vodka is still there, still open. She lost the cap, so it's an open bottle of vodka next to the driver. I think she knows she's white in Newport, so she's like, I could just hide it with my knees, even and though now, it's reeking vodka. Now Ryan's in a Newport city driving a Newport car. Like he's not in whatever uh-huh. jalopy, chino jalopy he used to drive. And he has to jump in because she jumps in and he goes, you shouldn't be driving. And she goes, I'm fine. And backs up straight into another car, which they never have to deal with. Like the valet wouldn't stop them. Oh, yeah. That drove me crazy. (laughs) I was like. Drove you? Oh, boy. Yeah. Just like exchange information or something. Like you can't just drive away from that. Put a little card on the window. Something. What I love is so Ryan, they're, they're driving. They get pulled over. The cop opens up with. Happy holidays, and means it. Because he sees it's two white teenagers. It's just two white teenagers. He goes, oh, how are you kids doing? You're going a little fast. If it was two black kids, or even one black kid, one white kid, it would have been guns a-blazing, right? It would have been, like, okay, corral. Which is not a laughing matter. I don't know why you're laughing, then. I'm not. You're laughing. This, (laughs) This entire bit with the cop and the car and, like, them getting angry at each other made me very uncomfortable. Well, it is uncomfortable, and Ryan, Ryan is wrong, And but he is 16, he's an angry kid, because he gets out after that, and really, because Sandy, a few episodes ago, gave the, if you make one misstep, we could lose you. So Ryan's not just saying his girlfriend remind him of his drunk-ass mom, it's he might be thrown in juvie. Yeah. It's true, but he also just ditched out on his private school test right. for Marissa, not three episodes ago. So it's, I can throw myself in the line, please also do the same, and but she is not. Don't do it to me, and then... He handles it in the, I don't know, the most, I, I guess it's relatable, but it's also the most abusive way possible, which is throwing the bottle into the ocean in a way that isn't like, I want to get rid of this, but in anger. Like, he has an anger throw into the ocean and then slams the, anger the door throw 12 I'm fine times. With. The anger throw is good. Get that shit out of there. It's the fucking door slam the is door terrifying. Slam. I was like, this dude's apparently supposed to be, like, our, like, hero. He's the right. guy that we're rooting for. Our gateway into the show. Yeah. Don't whatever you're doing right now. That makes me. But like, he wants to make Marissa cry, and I yeah. think it is so. Like it's fucked up. But earlier when he tried to give like an emotional call, like here's where I'm at. I'm worried about you because my mom. She said shut up and left his ass and tried to drive drunk. So he went 
I'm 16, fuck this shit. And does that, and it is terrifying. And she goes, you're scaring me. He says, good, because you're scaring me. Because you can't reason with drunk people. I don't know if you've ever been in the pop filter studios late at night, but you can't reason with drunk people. So sometimes you have to slam He's a door. He's never met a drunk person. <laughs> Gotta slam that door because they, fucking normal appeals don't fucking click. See, I would just like send her home and then appeal when she's not drunk. That's yes. the way you avoid like, but like you're being an a- adult. <laughs> he is still a teenager. Yeah, okay. I I still I that made me I think that is the biggest issue I have with this episode was that moment. You hate this show because of that one moment. And also, are we going well, with Well, also Seth. Everything to do with Seth, but I assume we'll get to that later. It's not adult. Are we going with adult? Is that adult. how we say it yeah. now? When adult. we have to be serious, it's adult. It's adult. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, aunt is yeah. when your mom's sister is rich, uh-huh. but aunt is when she's poor. Yeah, I'm drug adult. <laughs> but that does lead to Ryan wisdom. And I think it's important to say when it's, he he freaked out, but Ryan Wisdom is, uh, and this is rare in anybody, especially a teenager, is I left this behind. I am not doing it again. To draw that line is fucking dope. Yeah, that was a very adult way to approach that. Yes. Which I was surprised by. And I was like, okay, this show is written by adults. And it's crazy because the bright lights of holidays bring out the best in people, but then also the worst in people. And so we got to see all of it right then. I've never heard that before. I like that. Thank you. Put that on a shirt. Okay. Is it a little wordy? No, it's fine. So that's, I get one point, though, for saying that, right? Yes, yeah, so you get a point. That is a little serious. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the stupid adult drama that can't be nearly as serious as these two 16-year-olds. Before we get into the nitty-gritty about what the adults are up to during Chrismica, we're going to knock out two mini-segments back-to-back because they're the stupid adult mini-segments. First up is Jimmy being Jimmy. Nope. What is it? Jimmy's got a Jimmy. Jimmy's got a Jimmy. Jimmy's got a Jimmy. Ryan, what's your Jimmy's got a Jimmy? Don't dance with Kirsten. It's oh. all out there right now. What? Everybody knows everything. What are you doing dancing with Kirsten? Are you kidding me? I think he constantly thinks of, well, somebody in the doghouse wouldn't do this, so I will crawl myself out of the hole if I do this and act like things that are normal. That is such Jimmy got a Jimmy like terminology. Like That is, of course, what he's thinking. You're wrong, dude. Just stay away from Kirsten. Whatever Jimmy's gut instinct says, he should do the opposite. Right. Because he's always wrong. I wish there was at the end of every episode, like, G.I. Joe, you must know sort uh-huh. of things of, like, you know, Jimmy in this episode did this thing. Do the opposite. And, like, like little PSAs for everyone. Taylor, Jimmy is Marissa's dad. He's redhead. Yeah. He was Hercules in the Disney's Hercules. Do you have oh, a, a thing Christ. that really jumps out as something fucking stupid he did? Um, I did like how he came up and was like, which of these ties should I wear? That was And mine. they are the exact same they tie. They are the exact same time, except like the, the yeah. diagonal is the opposite way yeah, or something. I think one of them had like a light yellow accent and the other one was like a white accent. So and the, Jimmy's got a Jimmy in that like have two ties that are similar? The same. Yeah, and they it's were the same. That both ties were the same blue as his blue shirt. So yes. you wouldn't even be able to see that he had a tie on. He's like, a fucking idiot. Neither of those ties were good. And that's why Mercer went, I don't know. Yeah, that, <laughs> that moment I liked. Uh, the second segment we got to dig into is, why don't you pour another one, Kirsten? Ryan? Yes. What is yours? Here's do you, Kirsten's the blonde. She is Seth's mom, Sandy's wife. Yes. So she has a growing, bubbling, under-the-surface drinking problem. Bubbling. Oh, fun. Before they go to the party at all, She's just drinking champagne on her own, which is not a normal drinking thing. Yeah, I thought that pregaming was for, like, frat boys. But she pregames before every one of these events. Every single one, because I've seen her friends. I would do that, too. 
But it's also weird to take the like fanciest thing and pregame on your own. It feels like she's kind of jimmying up as like, well, nobody would have a problem with drink this fancy drink like this right now. But she is better than Jimmy, so people are falling for it. That's the start of the parental drama, you friends. You friends. You fucking you friends. Oh, you friends. friends. You sons of friends. Uh, Caleb is... It, so this is the Newport group Christmas party that we're dealing with right now. Right. And that, Julie, uh, Julie got to throw because... They boning. She's trying to make her comeback. And, of course, Caleb gave her the job. Uh-huh. And she put that Christmas tree in a different spot than Kirsten's mom. Oh, no. Kirsten's pissed. Or sad? Don't I can't think, tell. Oh no, Taylor. It's important, okay? Where <laughs> would Caleb's ex-wife, and I, I mean ex-bike because she died, uh, put that Christmas tree? It's in a different spot. It's in a different this GD is important. spot. But we have to move the Christmas tree over to this spot. That seemed like it was important, and then they didn't really bring it up again. No, I think it was the, it was the first seed of Julie's changing things. So the rest of the episode, she was doing things differently because gotcha. everybody's like, "This looks different." And this is the episode where Kiki lets Sandy off the hook. It says, go to town on Caleb, right? But it's because Kirsten is doing her job, which I think is CEO, and Caleb is the just like the president now. Like He founded the company, but he's not really involved in the day-to-day. But he still keeps trying to hide shit from Kirsten. And she finds that he actually did a, what is that shit called? A land... Like a... Like a shark. Uh, like a, a geological survey? A geological... Thank you. A land shark geological survey of the wetlands, the bluffs that they're trying to buy... And finds out that it is unstable and nobody would actually be able to build on it anyway. And she's pissed because he's hiding it from her and hiding it from Sandy. And she's realizing, she knows he's like a piece of shit the way all dads are. But she's learning he's a fucking piece of shit. Like a a villain of a sitcom. I didn't understand what this deal was and Mm -hmm. why it was advantageous for him to hide that information. Because he's going to get $250 million for selling this land. And Sandy, who is her husband, it represents the law firm who is suing for that land. So they have to gotcha. pay millions upon millions of dollars for it. Okay. And he's I, hiding it. I thought that he was like buying it from Sandy, and I was like, well, then why does he want that right. money back? Like, I, It didn't make any sense to me. No, yeah, I think that he's going to sell it for a lot more than that. I think that in this party where Sandy gives him a dollar and says, I'll buy this back from you, Caleb uh-huh. lost, if I did my math correctly, Six hundred million dollars because they because Kiki found that one paper right, and she didn't talk to him. But it's he's been hiding shit for her all season. So fuck that guy, dude. Yes, and it's your husband, and it's the right thing. So she tells Sandy and Caleb to Sandy before he knows he's gonna get fucked. Uh, he's just classic old white dude because he's like, oh, uh, there's a big Christmas tree. Maybe I can smoke it. Because old white dudes only make the most obvious shitty hack jokes. And Sandy went to Berkeley. Yeah, and so Sandy went to Berkeley. And he likes the weed. And he's got those brows, which only a stoner would have. He's got those brows. So Julie is super nervous about how the party is, and so she's more endearing than she normally is. And there's all this adult drama going on. And the Are you, you calling this Juku Rehab number two? Juku Rehab number two. And you blew the, the big parental drama end is Sandy. And Sandy is awesome because he waits. He fucking waits. He's like, wait, how can I fuck Caleb the most? It's because Caleb tries to play like he's generous and he's in the holiday spirit. And he's just like, uh, to people cheers to him. They're like, to Caleb Nichols, the savior of the, the Newport Heights. But Sandy learned from Marissa a couple episodes ago. Uh-huh. And you get like, on that mic. Yeah, I'm going to get on the mic and I'm going to say, like, now's my opportunity. And then blast Caleb in front of everyone. Blast up the One dollar. And Caleb's just like, ha, ha, ha. Thank you, I guess. And later, like, looks sad, looks pissed, and then walks up to Kirsten. 
and says, it was dishonest, calculating, and ruthless. We might make a real estate mogul of you yet. Caleb's and a weird guy. This yeah. Is, this is my least favorite thing in TV. I hate the thing where like, come into my office. And then when you're sitting down, I can't believe all of these things that you did. I think you might be my favorite person ever. Like, uh, that's in every TV you're, show. You're getting a promotion, yeah, kid. Yeah, it's you always showed, a promotion. You showed moxie. And the person's always coming in like, oh, I'm going to get fired. Nope. You're getting a promotion because you did all the things that, like, asshole idiots do. You're reckless, and you're off the hook, Mick Johnson. You're going to make detective. <laughs> and I'm going to put you in a plane. You're going to be the first detective that ever flew a plane around L.A. <laughs> also, solving crime. Also, you get three guns. <laughs> And I will let you pick how many of those guns you shoot out of your plane while you're flying around L.A. You're also in charge of taking care of this baby. <laughs> Is that like that home ec thing? So if the baby dies by the end of the week, you fail the class? Yeah. But you're no time, longer detected. You have to turn in your gun and your badge and the baby corpse. Every time he gets a new baby, baby corpse. Why are we on a podcast that discusses baby corpses? Clean shoes never worn. Oh, man. No, that's... I've worn a baby corpse. It's not that flattering for me. I just have that weird body. Oh. So that's... The adult drama. Uh-huh. And now let's zoom in on the love triangle. Seth and the ladies. How how do you feel about Seth right now, Taylor? Fuck Seth entirely. Explain I, why. I hate this character. I hate everything that he does. I hate every decision that he makes. It just, like, every bit of it is wrong and stupid. I don't understand why he can't just, like, I don't understand why he can't plan things. Like, just <laughs> just plan out your night know what these two people that you are trying to date simultaneously are going to do. Uh, like, just make sure that you're all on the same page. Just fucking communicate for once in your goddamn life. And also, he is not deserving of these two wonderful ladies. So, Taylor, you're the fourth guest in a row. So I'm going to update you very quickly because everyone in our audience already knows this. We grew up loving Seth. We thought that we were Seth. Now we hate Seth. Seth is the worst. Why I fucking would hate you, his guts. Why would you ever love this person? It was a different time. Listen, these two girls are more into this fucking knob than <laughs> they have any right to be. He's a straight up knob. He's a straight he up knob. A full knob. And like they are, are in love with him for some reason. And I appreciate how into him they are, but also how much do they respect each other? Yeah. And that's Oh new. yeah, that's important. That that's the journey they've been on. So last episode, they they both found out Seth been macking on both of them. And now there's ground rules. He he did his apology and and then they're like, what if we date but we're open about it? So at one point she's like, what are you doing Saturday? And he's like, hanging out with you. And then another one goes, what are you doing Saturday? He goes, I have a date. And then she goes, what are you doing Friday? So yeah. everybody's into the idea until they both start breaking it because they both want to go to the Christmas party with Seth. And he goes, what if we meet there? He is trying to be above board. He's right. fighting that his dog That feels like you're nature. really reaching to defend Seth. No, Seth point. sucks. Uh, but they, but the ladies both break it because they both show up at his house and do the same hacky mistletoe trick when he opens the door. What if Kirsten opened that door? What if Sandy opened the door? They're just standing there with mistletoe? See, it's easy for me to because because uh, my big toe is shaped like a missile. So I just shove my naked foot on the top of like a table, and then people know that I they need They just a start kiss. making out? I need a little kiss because look at my toe. Yeah, the those two girls, I it was never more clear to me than in that scene where uh, uh, Summer is dressed as Wonder Woman, uh-huh. and then she pulls out the comic. She's like, "Oh, did did Anna make this? This is really good." Yeah, I was like, th- "Like those two girls should just like either be friends or date. Like, cut this guy entirely out. 
They like, should be the best friends of all time. Yeah, because they appreciate each other and they're caring and observant. And like, why aren't they for like, sure? Like he and is my, a piece of shit. I think that we can forego comic connection for tonight. Uh-huh. In a draw Zeth comic, Summer dresses like Wonder Woman. Yes. So there we go. Those are and and another magical music moment is Santa Baby is playing Santa Santa Baby, the mo- sexiest Christmas song. Uh, is playing while Summer starts to wonder woman it up. Because that song is sung by like uh, a toddler with boobs. Yeah, one of those <laughs> sexy so toddlers. I, uh, Santa baby. I also want to throw out another comic uh, moment that is later in the episode where there's a character named Oliver Trask, uh-huh. which is so close to Bolivar Trask, the guy who makes the Sentinels he from X-Men. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Oliver Trask is kind of the Bolivar Trask of the OC. Also, yeah. the go-to person for ruining a TV show is Cousin Oliver because the uh-huh. Brady Bunch. And then this is an Oliver who almost ruins this show. But the highlight of, I think, this episode is Anna and Summer looking at each other's presence and saying, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, they yeah. both feel shitty. Anna, Anna took time and drew a comic book starring Seth and Captain Oates, sort of like Pam would do years later. So Pam ripped off Anna from the OC. And then, and then uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman dresses like Summer and surprises Seth with it and somehow hides that rope because she takes her normal yeah. dress off and hides the rope. And then calls herself Wonder Whore when she feels bad about herself, which is very funny and sad at the same time. Oh, you know, I, I loved that moment. But the thing that made me furious with Seth is he, we show the little montage of him talking to these two girls. And he's like, oh, I, when the camera's spinning around? Yes, uh-huh. Which does, I mean, an All okay right, So move. this is uh, the Seth starter kit Christmas time. Yes. Uh, he says, hey, I just want to be friends. And they both tell him, I don't want to be friends with you. Right. It makes why, sense. Why, when he had the first, I don't want to be friends with you, wouldn't he just go, well, I guess I'm dating the other one? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is problem solved. <laughs> but also, I, I think, again, Seth is trying to be a better person than he will ever be. And he's realizing, until I sort my shit out, I shouldn't date anybody. But that's not on display in this episode. No, no. I'm digging a little. But it's also, he made the same hacky prepackaged gift for both of them and gave them both the same hacky prepackaged we should be friends talk. But what we have is, like, he's making the Kelly move from 90210. Like, when Brandon and Dylan came uh-huh. up to Kelly and said, like, you have to pick one of us. And Kelly stepped up and she said, I choose me. That's what he's doing right now. Right. But there's no buildup for that. All, all it is, like, seems like in this one episode is a stupid fucking decision that is not a decision at all. He should have picked one of them. Yeah. He should have picked one. And, and be, be leading up to all this, it, the sandiest wisdom in this whole episode is from Summer. Because she's in her Wonder Woman outfit and she's holding Anna's comic book. And Summer, she says, I'm not into talking about feelings or whatever. Ew. But I like you and so does she. If we don't put an end to the soon, somebody's going to get hurt. you right. got to choose, Cohen. And that was in the middle of her I'm a whore breakdown. Yes. So she stopped from her like, oh, my God, I'm a whore, and tried to cover herself up and was still able to say that. You have to choose, Cohen. You have to choose. And he just fucking can't because he's a puss. And so he chooses at the end of this episode, not in next week's episode, in the end of this episode, no. I choose no. No. Seth Cohen is an awful character, and I hate him, and I cannot stand him, and I wish he could just be cut entirely out of existence. The character who is worse than Seth, we've mentioned before, at the very end, we meet the worst person to ever grace the OC's presence. But in this episode, you met Oliver Trask. How do you feel about him only seeing five minutes of him? I mean, he was okay. No, come on. His, like, I hate, there's this thing I hate about people who are like, um, what do you want to be left alone? I will push 
yeah. my personality into you. Oh, yeah, no, you. I didn't like that. And, and I also and did- his eyebrows, and he's like, no, answer him. Like, I fucking what's hate wrong this with type you? of person. And Merce is like into his bluntness because she's not used to it. He's like, what's wrong with you? Merce is literally friends. holding a magazine, flipping through a magazine. And she's not reading it, but like she would rather pay attention to that. And Oliver's like, no, but what's wrong with you? Listen to how like awesome my questions are. Like, yeah. I get you. And then he does the thing where he's like, uh, I'm going to guess. Yep. What? Like, cut yourself on a wrist. Uh, stabbed yourself in an ear with a Q-tip too hard. Got ate drunk two in purple Tijuana. things. <laughs> ate uh, four red uh, gummy bears. Got drunk in Tijuana and then fell in love with a guy named Ryan. Yeah. Am, I, am I right? The guy who exists inside of the writer's room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, the the I call it the uh, the Sherlock BBC Sherlock effect, and he, he did the the whole like he's trying to warm up. He was like, I came here three times and looked the door before I actually walked in, trying to be Fuck like, we're the you, same, Oliver. me and you. He sucks. Fuck Oliver. Uh, Fuck Oliver. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like him, but he, he didn't like. There was not enough of him for me to go. I I wish you were blasted out of. If you were my a normal eyes. person, you would continue to watch everything after this and before this. And then you would see how much Oliver sucks, but you just won't. You just, you just won't. So we we're at the end of the episode. It was a great one. Everybody agrees. Taylor, it seems like we didn't win you over, and this show didn't win you over. No. Name. What was your favorite thing in this episode? You can't be like when it ended. What What is something no. you legitimately thought worked? I legitimately thought that the that that scene where Summer and Anna both like have that conversation where they're like, "You need to choose one of us." That worked, and I really enjoyed it and i think if the entire episode were like that i would get it it either needs to be more that or Mm. more ridiculous like give me an entire episode where we go through every single rule of christmas like it needs to be way too way too over the top weird right because he's like it's christmas and hanukkah i you'll get a hang of it and he's like i'm still getting the hang of it it's very very easy it's very easy because there's seems to be no rules no rules it seems to be just it's basically christmas but we also have a menorah like it's it's the exact same uh hold on can we go through ryan speed round real quick Sure, ryan speed round all right so real quick uh oi humbug come on come on are you kidding me right now number two uh, every time that Seth has two girls in the scene, the camera cuts in such a way where there's a bowl of blue balls in front of his nuts. Is that true? Yes. What? <laughs> That's very good. So there's Christmas decorations everywhere, but there's like a bowl of blue ornaments right in front of him. And so the camera will stop panning. And it'll be Anna and Summer, and he will just have a bowl of blue balls in front of his nuts. That's awesome. Um, I might like this show now. Yes. Uh, Marissa d- is not a great actress. But her with Julie, I think she has more chemistry than anybody else. They scream at each other mm. when Marissa's drunk. And I think that's the most Marissa chemistry that she ever has on display. And then finally, um, Sandy goes out on Christmas and rents movies. And one of the movies is over the top. It's a, yes. Sy- it's a Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie. And it holds a little special space in my heart. So I really appreciated that. Is it because you used to watch it every Christmas? I watched it every Christmas. And then we got Sandy's Sylvester Stallone impression, which was not great. No. Uh, but was great. Uh, uh, I'm Sandy. So Ryan's breakdown of the cinematography of the show seems to have won Taylor over, so he'll be on again and love the show. I will say, I do... I like the show more having seen one episode than I did yes. having seen no episodes. That's a plus. It's still not like it's not at the top of my queue, but it's an all right show. Oh, I have one more thing. Orange Couture. Orange Couture, let us go. Seth's vest with a sunrise on it. What the fuck are we doing? Like he gets up and like gets ready to go to school and in the kitchen has a vest with a sunrise whole display on the back. 
I have never seen that before. You do not wear that to school. Is it like a puffy vest? Yes. Or? Like what Marty McFly would wear. It's disgusting. Seth is so fucking manufactured by himself. He's just like, I'm going to just read the art section and drink my coffee and wear my dumb puffy vests because I have an ambiance to cater to. That puffy vested motherfucker. The caterer, they've used the same caterer like five parties in a row. Yes. Seth caught him out. And he's like, serve us more than one snack, bro. That but, worked. But like the caterer looked at the screen and he was like, I can't get other acting jobs. <laughs> like, he did a good job. Uh, that's the show. Ryan, what website should they go to? Yourpoppizzler.com is where you can get every single thing that we produce, including articles, including podcasts, including the movies that we make. We are right now refilming the OC episode 111. We're going to do it like Taylor wants it, which is basically just all of us wearing Archie masks, saying, look at us, we're Archie. But we're going to do it, and we're going to spend like $50 on it, yourpotfilter.com. Good sell. We'll spend $50 on it. How should they get podcasts? They should get podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And while they're there, they should go to this show, the OCD, and they should rate and subscribe and all that stuff. They should also go check out the Superhero Hour Hour if they want to hear more of us, and also Greg. And also, you should go to... Uh, movie of the year which is a show where they talk about the best movie of a certain year and they just finished up 1999 true next up is 04 whoop, whoop. that's a good year uh you can also go check out taylor talking taylor it's a show where just me hangs out and i talk about other taylors of note because i am very obsessed with my own name so subscribe rate and review to all of those yeah even if you don't want to listen you sh- totally should it's a good time if you want to get in touch with us, tweet us at Your Pop Filter on Twitter. Follow us at Facebook.com slash Your Pop Filter. You know how those sites work. It's us, but in little digestible bits. How should people shop for their own very Christmaca in summer? Well, if you want to buy a Christmaca menorah, you can go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. It's just like regular Amazon, but it helps us out a little bit. All the prices are the same, but Amazon gets less. Fuck Jeff Bezos. If you want to help us out a little more and a little more deliberately, go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter, where different tiers a month can get you different rewards. $5 a month will get you extra podcasts, extra long podcasts, intro uh, and a secret bonus podcast that have been deleted from the internet for years. If you want to hear Ryan and I talk about Deadpool, and then talk about us talking about Deadpool, and then talking about us talking about Deadpool about Deadpool, check that out. But there's also good things up there. Patreon.com slash filter. How should they get in touch with us if they had thoughts on this episode of the OC? Well, if you had thoughts about this episode of the OC and you thought, Taylor's right, this isn't a very good show, you should contact us at contact at yourpopfilter.com via email, and we will absolutely read that opinion, and I will give you a big thumbs up. You can also get us at 1562-DRDJ-POP. That's 1562-DRDJ-POP. He's a little robot associate, and he takes all of our phone calls for us. Ron and I would like to say thank you to Taylor for even though he hates us and hates the OC for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Next week, we're going to meet Aunt Haley and she's going to stir the pot. Stay gay. California! California!